0: Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go, Makeshift Happen. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast, the episodes that you're always waiting for. The one and only Sam Alteri is back. We're doing another Sam and Sam podcast.
1: Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Hi.
0: So many of you guys love these episodes, so I'm excited to bring Sam back and to catch you guys up on what's been going on in our lives since the last time we recorded. It's been a little bit because a lot of stuff was happening for you and for me, like both of our lives were just like flipped upside down, so much change and lots of, you know, positive good stuff. But we thought we would share with you guys, you know, what's been going on in our lives and how we're navigating the transitions, holding it all, obviously, you know, maintaining everything in terms of being an online business owner, showing up while lots of stuff is shifting in our lives and just give you the context. Cause if you listened to that episode with Sam and I was, I don't want to say it was like depressing. There were so many good nuggets in there. Like it wasn't depressing, but we were really talking about like the, how to navigate uh, a moment or a period in your life when you feel really stuck. And both of us were stuck in our parents' homes or you were with your in-laws, I was with my parents and feeling that like yearning for growth and expansion and a way out, but also feeling like there's so many external barriers and things that were just stopping us from being able to move forward and moving through that kind of like icky sticky, like, Oh, like I just want to, I just want to grow. Like, I just want to get out there. I just want to do this thing, but everything feels like it's kind of happening against me. where like I can't move forward. So just to give more context to, yes, we have have moved on. (laughs) We have moved on. (laughs) Things have gotten a lot better. And what that all has been like, what's going on, the energetics of it and any lessons that we've learned. So that's the intention for this podcast but as you guys know when sam and i jump on to record we literally just talk so who knows where this could go we could end up talking about like relationships or sex or something totally but that's what we're starting with so stick with us
1: yeah it's always so fun i i look forward to our conversation so much because it just feels so like it's literally just us besties catching up and everyone along for the ride listening and like us just sharing our lives like yo this is what it's like to run a business and have a life and have a relationship and have a dog and (laughs) like the dog health and like manage and balance it all and i do think that that's such a um like that i feel like is a huge question i get all of the time is How do you balance it all? Like, I just don't understand. And I think it's been really interesting, and I'm so grateful being in... So for those of you who don't know, I'm a full-time van lifer, me and my fiancé and our 90-pound dog, Heffy. We live in a, like, basically the biggest sprinter, like, Mercedes sprinter van that you can buy. It literally is the biggest. It has, like, a tall roof. It's long as fuck. It takes, like, one and a half parking spots, like... She's a big boy, uh, big girl. But like, it's still not that much space. And so, yeah, I think moving and transitioning out of Kurt's mom's house into this, there's been so much expansion of like, oh my god, we're on the road, we're seeing these beautiful things. Um, like I mean, we can talk about all of the details of, like, these beautiful nature scenes that just feel so picturesque and fake. But again, it's so funny how being in this environment, oh, there's other stuff that comes up, right? It's like, oh, now I'm in 80 square feet with my fiancé. When I have to poop, I have to be like, um... <laughs> 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 you know, like, so there's always going to be something. And I think it's so easy to kind of, uh, pr- like, think that there's a perfect environment like that doesn't exist but i think going back to kind of the balancing of it all i'm really excited to dig into this because i actually haven't um i guess like uncovered how i've done it if that makes sense like i've just been doing it and i don't know if you can relate to that
0: yeah 100 percent. i think like if you were to ask me like how do you balance it all my first answer would be like I don't, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like things slip through the cracks, like all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, but somehow I am sort of balancing it all. And yeah. as, as are you, you know what I mean? Like, of course, we're not going to be perfect at everything yeah. all the time. So maybe it doesn't feel like we're, you know, succeeding or achieving in the balance area, but we are holding a lot of space for many things at once, which yeah. is, I guess, the idea of balance. But I think I've always... I've always, I don't know, I've always struggled with the idea of balance because I think the word, at least in my head, and maybe it's me creating a new, I like to create new definitions for things if I ever feel like they're not serving me. Maybe it's the definition that I have in my head of balance, but it feels like it implies this sort of... uh, perfection of yeah. like, I'm on top of my health and I'm like also just- quality time with my partner. And I'm also making a hundred thousand dollars a month. And I'm also <laughs> running a top, like, you know what I mean? Like it yeah. to me, like when people are like talking about balance, it feels like doing everything perfectly simultaneously. Mm. But I think probably what balance actually is, is prioritization and knowing that everything can't be done perfectly so holding space for what's a priority to you and what's important to you and what's serving you and also giving yourself grace when it doesn't work out 100% the way that maybe you intended or hoped but knowing that you tried and you just try again
1: yeah yeah totally I mean I think what you said about the perfection piece like 100% I think anyone online that's telling you they've they've reached the pinnacle of balance run far away like that's not real life um, yeah I just think it's fake
0: like to me I've always felt like balance implies like perfection in all areas which to me I'm just like wait but that's not real so like what the fuck
1: yeah 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 and I think so If we like, let's just use that word for now, or maybe the word is harmony. Like I like the word harmony because it kind of feels more fluid. Like it's kind of like a dance. Like that's how I see my life. Like my priorities are always moving around. Like I actually just did a podcast on this, how my business is not my number one priority right now. And that's been the first time it's been that way since I've started it. Um, And I think that in terms of managing it all, holding it all, for me anyways I think it comes down to the belief that I can handle it like it almost feels like it started with like small micro steps right because it's like your nervous system like you have to be able to be like okay I'm going to for me for example I'm going to do van life not really sure when I have wi-fi also have my podcast also coach also have my member like I'm like holding all these things and I would be completely lying if I was like, oh yeah, like it's, it's like, it's great. Yeah. Everything's like dandy. It's like, no, there's so many times where I ask myself, can I actually handle this? Like, what am I doing? Like you need to cancel things. You need to stop things. Like my brain is always trying to tell me that you, that I can't do it. Like it's always Mm -hmm. telling me that. And I think because I have so much time with my thoughts being just in the van, like, we don't have a TV, like, there's so many things that we don't have, so many distractions that we don't have, so it's really forced me to face myself, and it's it's super interesting noticing those thoughts when maybe in the past I would have just been like, oh, you're right, I can't handle it, but I've been really hyper aware of my beliefs just about being like, no, Sam, like, you are literally doing the best that you can. And I think for this season in my life right now, like traveling and family and building um, like stripping away all the shit in my business that doesn't feel super sustainable or like really, really, really nurturing and like creating like sustainability and like safety has created a lot of like uncertainty because I'm like, wait, everything I thought I was building I'm changing ah right and there's like so much change and then being in the van that's so much so yeah I really believe that one of the pieces is definitely the beliefs like making sure that I am being my own best advocate and when I'm not forgiving myself for it because like I'm obviously not perfect and I definitely beat myself up still and it's like okay noticing that, letting it be okay, having grace, and then moving on. And I feel like that's really the biggest thing I've been learning in the attempt to, air quotes, balance it all. Because, yo, van life, it is so tempting to just be like, fuck the business, let's go to a hot spring and stay there, you know? That's what I was
0: saying to you. I'm like, how do you, how are you, like, remembering to work when you're basically just, like, on a vacation all the time?
1: Yeah, it is really... I mean honestly it's been really challenging um thank god for google calendar like that keeps me in check but yeah i think it's actually helped me see what i want (laughs) like the type of business i want and the type of business i don't want um because like right now kurt's not working and so that's also super hard because he's not working and i am and so there's this like like he has the whole day to just frolic and like Hang out. We're in the same. We're in the same boat. It is like it requires so much devotion to our why, you know. Yeah, and it is so easy to lose the why and just want to fucking stay in the hot spring. Like I was literally in a hot spring this morning. I was telling Sam before we hit record, and I was like, it was amazing. Like the water felt so good. I did like a cold punch I did the hot. I did the cold. I did the hot. And then I was like, well. Should probably go do some work, you know? And then I came into the van. I, you know, I washed my hair. That felt nice. I hadn't done that in a while. And then popped on the computer and I was like, okay, I'm going to like get myself organized. And I think to answer your question, how do I remember? It's my feelings. When I start to notice anxiety while I'm having fun, I know it's time to get back to work. Like, yeah. because there's a there's a moment where I'm like, Sam, you have things to do. Right, and it's this like you don't have to do them, but you will be kind of kicking yourself if you don't. And it's almost it like weird it's weird not joke. fun
0: anymore because
1: yeah. if you were to continue the fun, it would turn into self sabotage. Yes, and and guilt, and like then I would feel so like yeah. I mean, yes, one hundred percent self sabotage. So that's the point in which I notice it. I literally get this feeling in my gut that's just like okay, it's time. And then, like, I would say I don't I don't know if it's one hundred percent of the time, but I've really been tuning into that because I've started to notice that like showing up in little baby ways, where I have to set a boundary, and be like, hey Kurt, like, I need to go do work, or I need to go get Wi Fi, I need to go to a coffee shop, or like we need to go into town, or whatever, um, or even with working out, like I'm like, hey, like I need to go do something like I so it's really required me to use my voice so much because we have one vehicle and we're tied together and and I, it's your house yes and I'm so used to being so independent and like having my own life and things and like yeah we live together but like we do our own thing and like you know come back together and so I think it's been holy shit I think it's like boundaries and knowing yourself and feeling your feelings. <laughs> yeah. But the using your voice thing is is huge
0: because I think even if people are living a life where they can be totally self-sufficient and independent, um, they may not have, that doesn't open the opportunity for them to realize that maybe it is challenging for them to share their wants or needs or desires and i really experienced that like i'm such an independent person i always have been um my mom said when i was like 3 and she dropped me off to school i like didn't even say goodbye to her like all the other kids were like crying as their as their parents were leaving and she said i literally put my arm behind me And like waved to her like this, but like wouldn't even turn back to like, look at her. I was just like, bye, bitch. Like I'm going to school (laughs) later. Yeah. See you later. Uh, See you never. Thanks for everything. (laughs) (laughs) So always been like super independent, but I did like experience that a lot when I moved to Spain and I didn't have a car there. And then I obviously had to rely for a lot of things on Jaime and he had a car, but mm-hmm. it was a car that I couldn't drive because it was a European car that was, you know, uh oh, manual. I don't shift. know how to drive a manual yeah. car. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever we'd need to go like grocery shopping or if I'd need to go to the doctor or like, I don't know, do any type of like errand that required the car, I would have to like ask him and have him take me and Mm -hmm. not having the ability to just like take yourself places or understand your own needs and just fulfill them and actually rely or depend on somebody else to help you do that is a very, very, very interesting experience. So I totally get what you're saying where it's like, oh my God, like I actually, you know, I have to just tell you like, I need to go buy tampons. So like get in the car. Cause like, (laughs) we're going bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Cause like, I can't go without you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I think like, as somebody I'm like unlearning this identity, but I think as somebody who has been so hyper independent and like always had it together and so strong and whatever, this is the first time in my entire life that I have like surrendered to a man, like do you know what I mean? Like, I've just been like, okay, like I'm going to let you take care of things. I'm going to let you take care of me. I'm going to let you handle stuff that I'm not able to do or whatever. Cause he's always the one driving the van. Like he loves to drive. Um, or like, okay, I'm going to like say, Hey, I'm going to go do yoga. Like, Is that cool? You know, like, it's almost like I have to ask permission, but I know I don't, but it's just like being like, Hey, like, and so it's definitely gotten me realizing how, like, when I say that, when I was saying those things, like, I would notice this level of like guilt show up for like a second of like, you're so needy, (laughs) you know, because I'm so not used to asking. I'm so used to just doing it myself, just going
0: right Mm -hmm. and I think
1: this is truly the like for me I feel like the van is the vehicle literally into my true feminine energy like embodiment like the journey of really being in that uh letting somebody else lead letting the van kind of take us in a way um letting life lead and surrendering to it and it's meant a lot of things have died personally one of those things I wouldn't say died but rapidly evolved and changed is my business and that's felt so scary um because what I think because honestly I was just attached to an identity and it's Mm. like damn it's letting go of so much shit letting go of so many narratives I have to have it all together I have to do it blah 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 I have to be the strong independent one and just being like no actually it's exhausting doing that it is exhausting being the Having the shell, <laughs> being hyper independent, like I have realized I'm not that anymore. And I think it's it's caused me a lot of internal like, whoa, what is happening? Like I am fucking surrendered. Like, <laughs> like holy shit. Um, and I don't think I ever would have chosen this on purpose because it mm. feels too scary to let go of that much control.
0: Yeah. Did you ever think, cause you obviously wanted to do van life, but that oh, was you yeah. just kind of wanted wanting to like travel and adventure and be outdoors and frolic as you do. But did yeah. you ever imagine that making the choice to do van life would actually change all of these other things for you? Like the dynamic in your relationship, how surrendered you are to the flow of life and changing certain elements
1: about your business and letting things go. Like, did you ever imagine that? No, but when you said it, I got full body goosebumps because I was just like, Oh, it's so real. Like I'm so in it right now, you know? Um, But no, totally. I probably wouldn't have chosen van life if I knew what was going to come with it. Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Like I'm not saying that you guys shouldn't do van life. Van life literally is amazing. And it also is so fucking hard like so hard. And Kurt and I have done a lot of work on our relationship and we are still actively doing that because shit comes up when you live in this small of a space. But like, I think for myself, I think for the business, like I've always, and I know you relate to this so hard, especially as an Enneagram three, I have always been a high achiever. Like it's never not been who I am. Right. I have always been the one that fucking went for it you know like that took the big action that you know had all the like did all the shit (laughs) and like totally had so much pride around that was like I was really proud of myself for it but that was completely like such a big part of my identity yeah and I think living in the van (laughs) Has helped, like, has really actually let that identity dissolve a little bit because life is forcing me to slow down and enjoy what's around me. And that's meant, like... Yeah, it, it's just meant a different version of success, not the one yeah. I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be, oh, a million dollar business, a bajillion doll- a, a bajillion downloads on my podcast, like all the at like accolades that we say are the things to work towards. That I'm realizing, like, sure, those things are cool, but that's actually not my goal, like, at all. And being on the road and even just, like, from the moment that I wake up to all the things that we do and, like, the practices that we have to maintain in the van to, like, you know, have power and have water and be able to go to the bathroom and, like, all of that. It's just, I don't know, it's kind of brought me back to, like, simpler times, even. Like, it sounds so, I don't know, it's so old old soul of me, but... I realized how much social media has distorted my perception of what I want. It's important. Yeah. What's important. Yeah.
0: I think it's like the difference, the difference between, you know, being the the richest person in the room versus being the happiest person in the room and deciding like which one of those two things is actually success to me. And I, yeah, I get exactly what you're saying in terms of because the, you know, the identity of being a high achiever and always kind of like wanting to be the most successful version of yourself and potentially even the most successful person that you know,
1: Mm -hmm. is
0: really exciting and it's really motivating and it gets you really, really far. But the problem with that is that it's never enough. Yeah, So you reach a point where you're like, do I really care to be like the next coach online? That's like a million dollars, $5 million in a month, yeah. like well, <laughs> balloons. You know what I mean, and yeah. that's not hating on any of those, any of, of, of those people that do that. Cause I think that's dope. Like obviously they're making change and impacting so many people's lives and it's incredible, yeah. but for anybody else that is even if you're not building a business, but that you just have like ambitious goals for yourself and you feel like, you know, getting to that next big accolade or dollar amount or whatever it is, is going to be the thing that satiates you. Eventually you realize that it's like, you know, it's, it's like eating sugar all day and expecting to feel full.
1: You just end mm. up wanting more sugar and then you're still starving. Yeah. 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 That's a great analogy. And that feels, it's almost like, I. it's funny. I think I've been getting a lot of lessons being in the van, but one of the biggest ones is like everything being stripped away. Like everything that I was attached to, whether it was an identity or physical thing or money or whatever is being stripped away. And it's like, it's showing me how how resilient and content I can be with so little Mm. like okay this is a really like sad example because I'm still like oh fuck it hurts me but it'll be fine because like no one got hurt but two days ago we were driving on a um a forest like on a mountain road and the way that those roads work like not really many things are marked and it's all gravel and earlier that day we had filled up our water tank we have like a 30 gallon water tank like fresh water so that we can obviously have like drinking water and water for like the dishes and whatever so I filled up the water while Kurt was getting I don't know gas or something I forget and went and basically what I have to do is I have to take my bike off fill up the water and put my bike back on and so did that whatever get back in the van We go and we're like, okay, we're going to go into the forest off grid and camp in there. It was super fun going up the road, trying to find which campsite we want to be in. I put my window down because it was like perfect weather out. And all of a sudden I heard this noise and it sounded like the exhaust was dragging on the van. And I was like, I was like, (laughs) it's like, Kurt, do you hear that? (laughs) And he was like, he was like, no. And then I'm like, all right, can you just like pull over? Because I feel like something's like, I don't know. It just sounds, doesn't sound right. So he pulls over and I go in the back and I see my bike getting dragged. It had gotten dragged for, I don't know how long. And I literally just burst into tears because like, okay, for, for context, biking is like my personal freedom, right? It's like, I can leave the van. I can leave our home and do my own thing and it was like oh my god like the handlebars i'll send you a, will send you a photo the handlebars look like a bear ate them like <laughs> the brake wires are frayed like there's rocks like oh my god i don't think the frame was damaged i think it was just the handlebars so fingers crossed that that's the truth but it was this feel like this feeling in my gut of like oh man yo uni ain't kidding like really getting it all stripped and it's like how grateful can you be or how content can you be in the present moment even when all this shit isn't going to plan and you're you're living the dream life air quotes like you're in a van traveling the world and there's all this other stuff happening behind the scenes you know yeah oh my god what is I feel like we
0: should talk about when you Get the things that you want, and then they're still hard. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, wait, like, I thought that this was supposed to be like the solution. Like, everything is I fine this now. It. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, I thought as soon as I get to van life or as soon as I get into my new house, right? Yeah. That everything will be fine now. And it's like, no, there's just like a whole new set of problems, like a whole new set of challenges. And, yeah normalizing that, yeah, it's not like you, you never get there and just are like absolved of everything and there's nothing for you to work through and there's nothing, there's no problems. And I think a lot of people struggle with the idea of gratitude in that context, because we can guilt or gaslight ourselves into feeling grateful for things and kind of bypassing or honoring the fact that even though it is what we wanted, that there's still hard parts about it, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like even for you too, being in your, like being in your house, like it's like, cool, you got a house. And then you got to furnish it. And then there's, there's so many things that you then we ran into so many
0: problems and so many things that need to get like fixed and everything has to be paid for. And like all of our stuff has all of my addresses have to get like moved and changed and new bank accounts and restructuring, you know, the, the logistical and legal sides of the business to be operating from the state of Florida. And Jaime needs to get a job as a realtor. And he doesn't know anybody here and we're just starting and trying to figure out how to help him through that. And he's not working, but I am. And like, Yeah, like, no matter what it is, you're just like, fuck, like, okay, yes. Like, this is amazing, but also, like, it's still
1: hard. Yeah, yeah, and I think, like, I'm so glad we're having this convo, like, not even just for us, for everyone listening, because I really, this is what I've been writing in my journal so much, is, like, we really don't get to see the truth online. Like, we are painted this picture that, coaches, whoever that you're following has a secret formula, you know, Mm -hmm. that has the answer that, you know, that it has the perfect program. That's going to solve all your fucking problems. Right. That's, and it's like, sure, it may create solutions to some of your problems and it's not going to absolve you of life because life is not all ups. If it was, you wouldn't even appreciate any of them because like we need contrast like contrast is so important um and yeah I mean the bike example for me personally was such a perfect moment of both like it was me being so upset at myself because I actually was the one that caused that because I didn't lock the thing in tight enough or something and so I was upset at myself but I didn't even at that point I wasn't even upset at myself I was just I felt so victim in that moment I was like why it's my bike like this thing come on you know like we just got a bike rack for like Kurt just literally bought a bike rack for me for the bike and I've been riding it so much and I've been so happy riding the bike yeah and then obviously gets destroyed and like I cry and then Kurt was like I'm sorry. Like he, he was like the sweetest. I was just like, Oh my God, thank you for not saying anything and trying not to make it better. Literally the second it happened. Like, thank you for just being there for me. Then we get in the van and I was like, look, I don't want to talk about it. I just don't want to talk about it. Mourning the (laughs) loss. I'm grieving. Yeah. yeah, I was literally in grief and (laughs) went through the rest of the evening and I like detached myself from it. And then I was like, you know what, Kurt, I am so grateful that the bike, happened where it did because if that bike fell off and hit a car like can you imagine what would have happened if a bike flew into someone's car like we could have seriously injured someone like I'm like the amount of money it's going to cost to get a new bike is nothing compared to what would happen if I had if the bike had flown into something like if the bike had hit someone or killed someone like I was just thinking about the obviously worst case scenario and I feel like that brought me right back to gratitude. And Kurt was like, "Yeah, honestly, like I wasn't gonna say it, but I thought the same thing because like, it it could have been so much worse." And I'm like, "I know it really could have been so much worse." In the moment, it felt like the worst thing ever, but I also knew like, it's a physical object. Like, it is literally fine. Like, we are both safe. We are both alive, and nobody is hurt. It's a bike. Yes, it had a lot of meaning, but I can get another bike, you know. Um, and so I think. I don't know. I mean, it's like having a daily gratitude practice definitely helps me help my brain go there because it'd be so easy to spiral down and be like, the bike broke. Like, fuck, nothing ever works out for me. Like this whole narrative, you know what I mean? Like just making it this whole fucking thing. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Oh my god, what was I just something just happened where I was like so, so close to like going into the victim mindset and then I was like no. I will not be a victim to this situation. Okay, first of all, our TV arrived and I was oh, so excited god. to finally have a TV. It was broken.
1: <laughs> oh. So then I was like,
0: "Oh my god, this is like so sad." But that wasn't the really the one that I was thinking of. Last night, I, because I I had created this reel and I filmed it like a while ago, but I had saved it in my drafts. But last night I was like, I'm so excited to post this reel. Finally. Like, I feel like I'm in the energy to share it. And so I spent like an hour, like writing out this caption for it that like, I don't know, just like felt so good. Like I basically poured my heart out. I made the stupid dumb rookie mistake of actually writing the caption in the caption field and not first writing it in my notes which is it's beginner it's beginner it is beginner but I do it all the fucking time too I know and I sometimes I go to write it in the caption field and I have the thought you should probably put it in your notes first just in case anything weird happens and then I'm like "Mm, it'll be fine I'm gonna (laughs) risk it (laughs) I
1: love little edge
0: (laughs) (laughs) It'll be fun. I'm gonna risk it. (laughs) So, I pour my heart and soul into this reel, right? I click post. I'm like, yes, I'm doing so good. I'm posting before not like before nine p.m. I'm gonna like shut my phone off now. Amazing. I go to post it. And Instagram like glitches or something, and I don't see it show up on my feed as like loading, and then all of a sudden the app just goes and closes. You know when that happens, like it just X is out. And I was like, this is not good. No, 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 It's no, 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 And I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay. But Instagram is being glitchy and weird and slow. And so I try to quickly like copy the caption, but ADD forget to paste it in my notes app yet again, because I copy it. And then I'm like, okay, now I need to try and download it, save it so that it's on my camera roll, because I feel like something funky is happening. Like I'm afraid I'm going to lose it.
1: Real. Yeah.
0: Wouldn't let, wouldn't save, wouldn't save, wouldn't save to my camera. roll. that was the only button that wouldn't work. I'm like, of course (laughs) I, I go to try and screen record just in the like editing. So I I could, I'm like, Oh, I can just zoom it in. It'll be like, it'll be, yeah. Crop it. (laughs) I'm like, it'll be fine. I try screen recording. Doesn't work. (laughs) Won't let me app closes again. So I'm doing this and I'm trying to find a way to salvage this. Suddenly my Instagram updates and it says. This reel is no longer available and cannot be restored. What? Because it basically got wiped when the app closed, but it was still showing up for me in drafts as, like, a glitch because, like, Instagram Uh. hadn't, like, refreshed or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I lost everything. I lost the whole caption that I spent an hour on. I lost the whole video that I recorded. And I was, like, sitting there, like, feeling like, oh, my God, like, Fuck Instagram. Like literally, I spent so much time on this. Like I worked so the first thing I said, I go, I lost it. And it goes, what happened? I go, I worked so hard on that. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a sad, sad moment. But then um, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna make it again. Like <laughs> I guess yeah. I'm just gonna make it again. And there's a reason why the original, ver- like maybe the next version will just be better. Yeah. Amen but anyway, the there yeah. are things like even stupid things like that, that happen where you can find yourself kind of like wanting to slip into victim mindset of yeah. like, in my head, I was like, Instagram literally sucks. This is the worst fucking app ever. Like, you know, like <laughs> immediately went into like blaming <laughs> mode of like, fuck you Instagram. Um, and then I was like, okay, that's canceled control alt delete like take a deep <laughs> breath maybe this is a sign to like go eat your dinner and just like chill out
1: yeah yeah but those moments are so charged especially when it's something that's that you create because it feels like like it's like a little thing you just birthed you know and you're like oh, what i made that you know like it feels so personal like a personal attack from instagram you're like bro you know, it's the well, same as like, I I find myself uh with that like I notice it too with um. Sometimes with like engagement, where I'm like, yo, Instagram literally hates me, and I actually do think that that's true because I've gotten like two <laughs> uh, two what's it called violations against community guidelines. They like thought one of my comments was an aggressive comment. Where I wrote like fuck yes queen like oh I was heroes. thinking I was
0: like what did you comment like yes bitch
1: <laughs> yeah and they said like your comment violates our our community guidelines and I was like oh I didn't know that it did okay
0: I didn't know you were <laughs> it against aggressive encouragement
1: yeah I was really encouraging her um but anyways <laughs> so no but I think it's the same thing like I noticed I'm like you know what Instagram okay okay, it'll just be all the more reason to pour my heart and soul into the other platforms that I really freaking love, you know? And it's like taking it that way and just being like, well, thanks for the people that do watch. Like, I really appreciate it, you know, but it can be hard when it's, uh, um, what's it called when it's like a repetitive thing, you know, if it keeps happening, you're like, okay, okay, (laughs) come on. (laughs)
0: Like, come on. Yeah. I mean, and that's a whole other conversation too, just about social media in general and like the meanings that we make, out of Mm -hmm. our experience on social media because like that's a whole other like mental mindset ball game of like, how do I keep showing up and keep creating content and providing value? And you know, I think people underestimate if you're someone online, who's not a content creator or who's not trying to build something or who's not utilizing social media platforms for anything other than just, you know, sharing snippets of your life or connecting with friends, like That everything that we create and share feels like a piece of our heart. Yeah. There's way more to it than just like, Oh, you know, I posted this thing and not a lot of people liked it. It's like, I shared something vulnerable, or I was really open about something, or I expressed myself in a really like creative or beautiful or raw way. Or, you know, I took a, piece of my brain or my knowledge and my wisdom. And I gifted it to you. And it's kind of like love languages. And if you keep giving someone love in a way that they're not receiving it, it starts to feel like they don't love you, even though that may not be the case, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, the same with social media. If you keep giving and giving and giving and pouring out your heart and your creativity and your wisdom onto these platforms, and you feel like it's not being received, you're like, what the fuck? Like this feels like, this doesn't feel like a good relationship. This doesn't feel like an equal energy exchange. It feels like I'm giving so much and people are just taking and they're not giving back to me. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I think, and this kind of goes back to even the beginning of like talking about how to, how to do it all right. How to keep showing up even when you're not getting the validation, because I think that's like a, that's re- that can be really challenging. Like, and especially if you have childhood shit where you had a parent who didn't like who, let's say, this is how this is how it showed up for me. Um, when you have a parent that's emotionally absent or like just not there, then you can recreate that same experience with social media and be like, why am I giving so much? And this other person, or let's say social media, isn't giving back, right? Like where's the other side? And so for me personally, it's been like my journey of, Creating content has had to evolve a lot because I actually think that um, in lots of ways, the platform, like Instagram, let's say, has changed a lot. And so my relationship to it can change, our relationship to it can change. But I think it, like creating content, creating, showing up, being in your business, it always has to come from a place of like abundance, not obligation you know,
0: of overflow.
1: Yeah. And I think I personally love creating and I, I know you do too. And it's like, when there's so much love for that thing, then it won't feel like obligation. And it won't even, it's like, how can we let the love for our creations be so big that The feedback we get, we don't take that personally. Like we're just like so fucking proud of a thing. You know, and if it gets engagement or if it gets whatever, great, but that's not why we're creating it. You know, like we're creating it because it feels good to create, it feels good to say, it feels good to share, um, to get it off your chest. Maybe it feels like therapy. I know for me, a lot of times podcasts or even the YouTube videos I'm starting, it feels like so therapeutic and it's like that's the point like i really pray that it hope i hope that it helps somebody of course but i think the second that we try to get an outcome out of the thing it doesn't come you know
0: yeah it's like loving the creation instead of loving the reaction to the creation
1: yeah yeah it's like the journey not the outcome you know it's And it's, like, it literally goes back to even the point that you were chatting about with, like, once you get there, air quotes, you realize, oh, wait, there's still more things here for me that are hard. And what? Like, I thought that was the thing. It's, like, it doesn't exist. I think there's so much illusion when it comes to both of those topics. Content creation, showing up, moving, your next up level because it all is accompanied with the other side.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like we're always living in the duality of every situation, social media, life, business, all of it is included in that. Right. And I think what, where social media kind of comes into this conversation for everybody listening to is just some, you know, what you said of realizing that it's impossible to to get like the full story or the full context of people's lives on social media. Um, And I don't think it's, I think of course, there's some people that are doing it intentionally of like only show out. I'm having a bad day, but like, no, no, like can't talk about it. Can't share any of it. I'm only going to show the good parts. And there is some of that, you know, highlight reel type stuff that's happening from like an intentional place of like wanting to actively hide the other stuff. Um, But it's also just, I think that there's there's no, there's not enough capacity for social media to witness the fullness of our being. Yeah. Like even if you are trying to be really genuine and transparent and real on social media, it's only natural that like, it still can't capture it all. Yeah. You know, unless you literally like had a film crew, like following you around every moment of your life. Like, I don't, so I don't, I also don't want to create the narrative that like, you know, we have an unrealistic expectation of what our lives should be like, because these evil content creators are making us feel like they're better than us in all these ways. And they have no problems. Um, of course, there are people, like I said, that are do, are hiding the real or raw parts of their lives intentionally. But I also just think it's about knowing and always like remembering. Social media is never the full context. Yeah. Point blank period finished. Even for people that are honest and real and open on social, it's still not the full
1: context. It never could be. No. No. It's like have you met a person? Have you met a client in person? Have you had that experience? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. I had that experience ugh, like a month ago. I mean, I've had it before, but I had another one a month ago. And it's so funny. She's like, like what people see you on social media, even seeing you on Zoom and then seeing you in real life and the energy that's there versus what's shown on social. like it's so funny. And I think that's it. Like we as humans do try air quotes, like and bold highlight all of it. try to capture our full essence on social when we'll that will never be able to happen no it's a 2d screen like it's it's flat like we're yeah. not flat you know we are so <laughs> multi-dimensional and it's like oh my god i remember when i met you for the first time in real life and we were just like ah! <laughs> like we were just screaming <laughs> yeah i saw it's you so it was cool. in miami too yeah Yeah. I saw you
0: on the, I was getting out of my Uber and you were like walking right by us. I rolled down the window and we were like,
1: "Ah!" (laughs) I was like, Oh my God, you're a real person.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's why like you and I both, I know that you love like in-person stuff and retreats, not only going on them, but hosting them. But the in-person, like I just met my assistant who's worked for me for over a year and she was my client like for a long time before that. Um, I just met her and we went to New York city together and we like stayed together and spent the whole weekend together. And it's just like, it's so hard to describe, but like everything is different in person. Yeah. Like like you said, there's just no way to capture someone's essence. You could know factually everything about them and feel like you know them. Like when we met each other, we like fully felt, it didn't feel like we were meeting each other for the first time, obviously, because when you meet someone for the first time, you don't know them, but we, we knew things about each other very intimately. Like we were internet friends but meeting them in person is just like so different. I don't know. That's why I'm so excited to like host my retreat and everything because it's just like, there's no way to capture it online or through the podcast or any sort of like medium, just everything changes when you're actually in the energy of being around someone.
1: Totally. Yeah. And I mean, I've been really feeling that so much on the road because we have met so many just cool, wise, quirky, fun, like funky people. You know, like last night I met this woman, she was a naturopath in the Hot Springs and yo, we just like went so deep so fast in like it was crazy and I was like Wow, like I just like love real life so much. Like I love social media for what it's capable of, but real life feels so good. Like it feels so, so good. And that's really the like say conundrum, but that's really the kind of like situation I'm in right now is like, ooh wanting more of that wanting even more than just a retreat a year like what else does this get to look like like especially while we're not grounded in one place you know um because I just crave it I love I, I mean I just randomly will go out and meet people and hang out with them and then we'll go do stuff you know and Kurt's like okay have fun that's just my <laughs> nature you know like I'm very wait know. the lady that you went paddleboarding with no this is different this is different this no, 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 I, no, oh, no. But oh,
0: I, I mean, like, as an example, yes. like, oh I remember God, you saying, God, like- I just met this woman, like, randomly, and then she invited me to go paddle boarding, so I'm going. Yeah, so have her. I given
1: you an update on her? No. Oh, my God, so we've become, like, the best of friends, we drink so much <laughs> wine together, have had a fucking blast, um, it's been great, also, she's, like, she's 60, and she's dating this guy, and it's, like, clearly not it, and I'm, like, oh, no. basically, like, okay, here's the deal <laughs> because she's like, what would you do? like I need your help like literally like asking me all these questions about relationships it's so funny and it is so fun just like having a friend who's so like open about the relationship and she's just like a super fun social butterfly like really active and outdoorsy and so we get along really well but yeah, she's like become a great friend. she'll like she texted me like two days ago like we literally will text she'll like give me a call on Friday. I'm like, okay, Deb I'm like, what has my life become? Deb, Deb, oh my
0: god, I love that. I this is like inspiring me. Just the idea of like when you said I love real life so much. Mm. I think so many of us, like especially during the pandemic, we like really learned to love online. Yeah, and like really like had to lean into that. We were forced to, but also a lot of people were like, oh my God, like I love staying at home. I love having my space. I love having more boundaries with, you know, my coworkers and not being around people all the time. And I think that, you know, especially for someone who was like working for myself from home during those two years and also living in a foreign country where I didn't have like so many friends and things like that. I really learned to like love my bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm in a space where like I've just moved to this new place. I live on the beach. Like I I want to get back into that feeling of like loving real life, of like meeting real fucking people. Like having in-person friendships and connections and you know, like I said I'm so excited for my retreat like I just, yeah, I want to
1: be in love with real life again, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's, man, I really, and I really feel like there's, there is a huge shift happening in the industry, like in the coaching industry. I feel it. I like know that like big change is coming. I think there's a lot of stuff that's ending and it, there is a way bigger desire to meet to be in real life, to be in person, to have that connection. I'm craving it. Like, I don't want to be on Zoom calls. I don't. Like, and I've started to set up my business in a way that, like, is less Zoom calls. Like, I'm just like, nope. Like, I'm going to have a Zoom day and maybe, like, a rando one later in the week. But that's it. Like, I've just decided, like, I'm not available to be on Zoom. all. Like, I don't want to be on my computer that much. Come on. Like, I want to be living my best life sharing it, getting like inspiring other people to go fucking get out there and like get outside of your comfort zone, make friends with strangers, like obviously safely, but you know what I mean? Like use your intuition, but it's like, yo, life is out there and social media is social media. Like, I don't know. I think even just being in the van and like not having service as much too has really helped me see like, wow. There's so many people trying to build online businesses that fucking hate it, that actually don't even want to be doing it. And I think I'm becoming one of them. Like I have certain things that I love online and I'm like, what is this becoming? What does this even mean for me? Like it's really brought up a lot of questions. And I think to anyone that is considering the online space slash is already in it. It's like, just get real with yourself. Like actually ask yourself, do you want to do it? Because for me, and I'll just be completely honest, I have no problem being honest with where I'm at. I've had a really hard time. um, Like, okay, so I'll say this. The beginning of my business, the beginning two years, I'm in year three now, the beginning two years, I like literally didn't have to try at all to like, like clients would just come to me. They'd find me, they'd develop an application, they'd sign on, it, it was easy, it was done the last year has been, it's been very challenging for me, not even just business, but just like life generally. And the past six months specifically has been like, I'm like, do I want to work with clients? But I'm like, what does that mean for me? Like, who am I becoming? Like, what am I becoming? Like, ah, so that's been a whole shift of Oh shit. Like this is a new chapter and I feel like so many people are in a um a big transition right now. Whether it's the move, right? For both of us it was a move, a business shift. Um uh, but I've had to lean into it because I've been like my intuition is just like more like over there. Like it's it's not where you, where you are right now. Like, it's why you're facing so much resistance. It's why it doesn't feel good anymore. Like it's why it's been so hard. It's because it's giving you, it's giving you a clue like, Hey, go over there. Like, stop trying so hard here, go to a place that feels really good. And yeah. So I think my transition from the business model I had using Instagram primarily to being like, it doesn't feel good anymore. Actually huh, like, I love stories. I love popping on stories. I love connecting in the DMs. Like, that's so fun. I know you love that shit, too. Um, those are like, the only two functions of Instagram that I, like, really use. I was just
0: talking to our, our friend on, our mutual friend, Annalie, about yeah. this. We were talking about Instagram, and I'm, like, every day I'm like in stories because it's so natural for me. It feels really easy. It feels really fun. Like it feels really nice, but I'll go like days and days and days and days without posting to my feed and then being like, Oh my God, I realized I haven't been, you know, posting to my feed at all. I'm just like sharing to my stories, which is fine. But like from a business perspective, you're like, that's not generating any like new traction or like new people can't find you from your stories. So you're just like, right. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, we talked about that, but
1: yeah. Yeah. But I think like for, for people listening to, I mean, it's just kind of like, we've talked, we've had a podcast conversation about this, like where your energy wants to be and like, which platforms feel the most spacious for you. And I personally am someone who loves to like, when I built my Instagram, like I was literally posting every day. I was creating a new infographic. Like I loved it. I loved the process of showing up like every day, at like eight, 8 30 AM giving a piece of knowledge about when I was teaching fitness. Like it was so fun. It was like, it was this machine that I had really built and it was reliable. And it was, it would always like, there was so many, like, thank you so much for this post. This is so helpful. Like that is the feeling that I'm like, I know that that's possible. And that's what I want for my business. I want it to feel that mutual love. Right. And I know it's possible because I've created it and it's like, it's how I've created my entire, you know, account and stuff, but like, I don't get that anymore. Hmm. So felt victim for a hot minute. And then I was like, no, there's something else here. And I think for anyone that is fault, like finding themselves in a place where there's resistance, not fear. Those are different. Like where there's resistance, it's often a detour. It's like like okay, like try something else. Where there's fear, that's where you should go. I am personally scared to go somewhere that I haven't been, of course. But I feel like that's exactly the thing I ha- I'm doing. Like I am doing it, but that's exactly the roadmap. And I think so many people are scared of fear, and then stay in the resistance and try and try and try and push through when it's not the thing and they know it's not the thing they know they don't even like it you know whether whatever it is whether it's a job or fucking instagram like so it's like the thing that is yours is gonna feel scary yes but it's also gonna feel so big it's gonna feel so expansive and it's like you gotta you gotta trust that and know that you can do it and just take the messy action and don't expect perfection out of yourself right off the bat. It's so hard. I feel like my, I,
0: I was telling this to honestly I was like, I would love to really just like go more into TikTok because I feel like what I share on stories every day could be TikToks. Like TikTok yeah. is way more informal in that way. And since that's what I do all day long, but it like doesn't generate any, like anything like really like that helpful for my business. But it feels really similar. The idea of like maybe taking a step back from Instagram or from any platform that you've started on to focus on other things feels really similar to when I was wanting to like quit my job. Mm. Like the Mm -hmm. fear of like, okay, wait, but I feel like I should kind of maybe try something different or like move in a different direction, but I don't feel safe enough to try this other thing without also hanging on to my safety net of what I already know, right? So people can relate to this so much, like relationships, jobs, social media platforms, whatever. It's like what you're used to and what you're comfortable with when it's no longer serving you and you feel the nudge to go test something else or try something else. Yeah. The fear is, but how do I actually do that? And without like also hanging on, to Mm -hmm. the thing that I know. Right. Like, I feel that so much. I'm like, I would love to like get back on my TikTok and like really just explore, like, what would it feel like for me out of even just like pure curiosity? Like maybe it doesn't even turn into anything for my business, but like, what would the difference feel like for me energetically to be on that platform versus being on Instagram all the time? But then the fear is like, but you can't, first of all, you don't have time and space to do both. So you're going to have to decide. And if you have to decide, then, you know, that feels scary to let go of the thing that, you know, and what's obviously helped run and generate so much of your business so far. And it's the same, like when I was wanting to leave my job, right. It's like, I want to go try this thing, but I don't know if this other thing is going to work. Yeah. So how can I go try that other thing and, and Be okay with letting go of my job that I have now that I know brings me money, but that I know that I hate. Like it's the same dilemma. Yeah, Yeah. it's just like a new version of it. Totally.
1: Yeah. Like I was literally saying this to Kurt. I don't know. Yesterday, the day before, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's that again. It's me five years ago. Holy shit! Like realizing I am unhappy. Holy crap! I am not happy in my business. And not like I love what I've created, but as it relates to showing up, I'm not happy. I'm not. And it obviously is really hard to admit that because it is, it just is. Um, and then it requires you to take action, you know? And so I'm like, okay, fine. Like, what's it gonna be? I had thoughts about TikTok. I think TikTok would be super fun, but I feel like personally. It's not it for me. It feels like a distraction. We've talked about this. I could see you thriving on TikTok. I feel like I could theoretically, but when I get on the app, I get so anxious. My ADD is just like, you know, um, I can't. I literally can't. I just, I have to just hold the boundary of not even having the app. I don't even go on the app. Um, but YouTube feels very scary, but very good. Like, oh, <laughs> juicy ripe peach actually funny enough well you guys can't see this you're not on video look at this freaking peach we were walking to the hot springs and this guy that we saw the night before in the hot springs was like hey do you guys want a peach he's like go on my back I got a uh, box back there and so Kurt opened the door and he had a box of peaches he's like yeah take one I was like thanks just got a peach peach ever yeah yeah so I'm in my receiving mode if you can't tell you know, but Yeah, it is so crazy. And it's scary because like financially for me personally, it's scary because it is. It's like, oh, wow. Uh... It always
0: (laughs) comes. It always comes back to, I swear, it always comes back to the safety of money and finances. Yeah. Like even for anybody listening that's like in a job that you don't love, but you want to try something new. Yep. It's like. Oh, I want to do this new thing. And I would love like if life were just life and I didn't have responsibilities and I didn't have bills, I would go and try that thing be out of curiosity. Cause I want to know if it works for me. I want to know if I like it. I want to know if it's a better path for me, but the yes. reason that you don't is money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know we've both been this way. I've never been like, I'm going to let money hold me back. I've never I've always been like, money will never hold me back. I, even when I was, I had done a single ounce of money mindset work and I was in my nine to five. This is so bad. I had no understanding of saving money. I think we've talked about this as well. Like ADHD spender over here had no clue that savings were sexy. I was just like, I get it. I spend it. And I decided I was going to take a solo trip to Norway and was it just Norway, Norway and Iceland? and i had i completely drained all of my cash i don't even know how i went on this trip okay but by the end of the trip i think i had like 15 dollars in my bank account okay i just got back from a 10-day trip it was fucking amazing came back started working i knew i was gonna get paid again but i was only making 2400 a month and i was living in boston paying rent paying my loans which were like a bajillion dollars so i didn't really have any like spending money um And then what happens? (laughs) The universe is so fucking funny. I get hit by a car on my bike. I'm okay. I'm completely fine. But obviously that was a huge insurance claim. Some person just literally hit me and I had to go to physical therapy too. But And I ended up getting, I kid you not, the dollar amount back from the amount that I spent on my trip in the insurance claim. And I was like, huh, cool. So I always had the belief money would be there for me. And I think right now I'm personally in a position where we, we've we've spent so much money on this van. Like, I've just been like, we're doing it. Kurt's like, we're doing it, you know? And I'm like, I'm in a deep trust relationship with money right now because it's probably the least amount that I've ever had besides being like in college or, you know, being in my nine to five where I didn't have any like savings. but I'm not worried, which I'm like, oh, I should I be worried? I should be yeah. right now. When
0: when the not worrying is like worrying, you're like, should I be more concerned?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, no, it's going to be fine. Like, stressing about it is not going to make it better. I am taking action. I'm doing the things. Like, I know it's working. I'm ha- I have faith in the process. And yeah, like I'll be fine. You know, like I'll always be fine. So I don't know. I just keep going back to that of like, I can't let fear stop me. Like I won't ever let fear stop me. That is never an option for me because like,
0: because you know, what's on the other side. Once you do something in your life where you're like, oh my God, I was terrified to do that. Then I did it. Everything changed. It was the best thing ever. Yeah. Like you just, you can't, you can't deny that. You can't deny the truth of going outside of your comfort zone, breaking through your fears, trusting that that everything will work out, believing that money will come back to you, create some of the most incredible magical transformational experiences of your life. You can't deny that ever yeah. again, because you witnessed it, you experienced it, you know, the deep truth of it, but totally. it is so interesting Feeling like, because you go through these ebbs and flows of life, right? Where you're like on the, you know, on the crest of the wave, where you're like, yes, like move through your fear, you guys. It's so amazing (laughs) on the other side, and then next minute you are like pulled under in the riptides, being like, what the fuck? Like I better follow this fear because I don't like anything. This feels hard. It's not working. Whatever it is, and then you're like, oh, I have to like, I have to take my own advice again. We're yes. never just like, Oh, I did it. Yeah. And I'm we, done now. Yeah. But like continuously being hit over the head and like reminding ourselves like, Oh, all the things that we teach and talk about and have learned in our own lives in the past will, will come up again. Like life is long, dude. Like <laughs> we're not going to just learn that lesson once and be like, check the box done. Yeah, There's going to be so many opportunities to Learn that lesson again and again and again in deeper and bigger and scarier ways.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For me personally, it always, 100% of the time, always comes down to regret. Will I regret not doing this? Like, I always fast forward to my deathbed. It's so morbid, but it works so well. It's so easy to make decisions when you think about that. Will I regret not doing this? Will I regret doing this? Like, it's why when we got to the Mercedes dealership and The guy was like, oh, there's one van left. And Kurt and I did not go in there with the intention to buy a van that day. Yeah. And I was like, put it on my card. Let's go. He's like, what? I'm like, we are putting down a motherfucking deposit. I am not letting this go. (laughs) And he was just like, oh, uh, okay. I was like, no, we're not. We're not not doing this. Like, we're either doing it now or never. And it's the opportunity is here and we are fucking buying this van. I was like, I don't care if we don't have all the money right now, we will figure that shit out. Yeah. And it's like, that is.
0: That's the energy. That's the energy. Honestly, that's my favorite energy on earth. It's like, oh fuck. Like, okay. Like we're just doing it. We're just doing it. And I think, yeah, I get, I, sometimes I get a little bit frustrated or I just can't relate to people that haven't found. That fire within themselves yet to actually be bold enough to say, like, this is an opportunity that I don't want to let slip through my fingers. Yeah, maybe there'll be another one. Maybe I could do it in the future, maybe later. But like it's here right fucking now. And I want it. So I'm claiming it. Yeah.
1: Like yeah, that's like, the vibe you for life for, for me. me. Totally. What the fuck are you waiting for? Like for it to be easier for you to have more money. Like, uh, hello, you're talking to ch- like, I think this conversation in itself is a testament like, okay, if someone can create three quarters of a million dollars online and then feel like, oh, my God, where's all the money and now I need to make a whole pivot and like, ah, right, like, it's like, do it because you're never going to do anything without some fear you have to be you have to get used to feeling fear and not letting it dictate your life. You know, life is meant to be lived not feared. Like yeah, oh (laughs) that's that's the message,
0: you guys. Life is meant to be lived, not feared. We are all going to die.
1: Yep. Grab life by the balls, kids. We're going. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're closing on that. We're closing Uh. on that. Grab life by the balls, you guys.
0: (laughs) Or for all the feminists, for all the feminists out there, grab life by the pussy.
1: <laughs> yep, that works too. I like that one. Actually, maybe oh better. my
0: god. Well, <laughs> thank you for this conversation, Sam. This was incredible. You are always like so honest and vulnerable and real, and even just like your journey of falling back in love with real life again is inspiring me and reminding me of how much. I want to make the most of this opportunity of being in this new space and actually building a community here and meeting people and getting outside of my comfort zone and doing things in person. And I've created a whole other day in my calendar where I don't have clients or calls or anything. Like you said, just want to be off of zoom more and in life more. So, hopefully this conversation was supportive for you guys. Uh, thank you so much. If you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, tag Sam and me so that we can see you and repost you. And maybe even just have a chat about what parts of this conversation really resonated for you. Um, this was like, this was a
1: good one. This was so good. I feel like our conversations always end up giving both of us clarity too. you know, yeah. Like you're going to go on TikTok, I'm going to go on YouTube. I'm going to hold you to it. Bitch. You have nothing to be f- afraid of. And I know you'd say the same thing to me. And it's like, let's get out of our heads and just do the damn thing and stop thinking about it. Like we're grabbing life by the pussy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's all the right. Mantra. You guys
0: don't forget this week. Go grab life by the pussy. We love you so much. You. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Bye.